You're listening to the Reman Initiative. This is a short form podcast dedicated to helping guys reconnect to their faith in God and rediscover the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joe Bailey. I'm a former prodigal son, and I'm just here to bear witness to the truth that no matter what you've done, you can be restored. No matter what you've burnt to the ground, it can be rebuilt, and you can have a real, functional, conversational faith walk with the King of Kings, Jesus. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. In the past couple of weeks, we've talked about the promise given in 2 Corinthians 5.17 of being a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that even though this is a fact for those that have made Christ their Savior, having grown up in spiritual slavery, we often continue to live and walk like slaves instead of like sons. One of my mentors is Dr. Joe Martin, and Dr. Martin says that men, most men, are ABT, ain't been taught. They walk like slaves because they ain't been taught how to walk like sons. I think it's fair to say there's some truth in that statement. I know that my personal experience has been that not just that I haven't been taught, but what little I had been taught was often rooted in error. Some years ago, I came across a quote from the Scottish poet and pastor, George MacDonald. MacDonald asked a simple question. How have we learned Christ? He goes on to say, you know, it ought to be a startling thought that we may have learned him wrong. That must be far worse than having not learned him at all. His place, occupied by a false Christ who is hard to root out. I had learned Christ, but I didn't really know Jesus. I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't know my king like a man knows a close friend or brother. Truth be told, Jesus spent a decade with me, effectively benching me, so that my faith could be completely deconstructed and then be rebuilt on a personal knowing of him. This was at times a painful process, but it was one that was absolutely necessary. It's not enough to know Jesus intellectually. We must know him as he is and with our whole hearts. I mentioned last week that we would look at where in a man's life does true spiritual transformation actually take place. Well, it takes place in your heart. But what the heck does that mean anyway? There are several passages we could look at to to discover the answer to this question, but for the sake of time, we're just going to look at a few of them. We'll stop first at Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. It reads like this. My child, pay attention to my words. Listen attentively to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Guard them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to one's entire body. Guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it 
are the sources of life. I could spend weeks on this passage alone. Pay attention, he says. My words are life to those who find them. They are healing to one's entire body. I hope today somebody allows this truth alone to sink in. Guard the heart, for from it are all the sources of life. Now, that word guard is a strong word, and it carries with it the idea of a a strong sentry or a watchman on a tower looking over the city and knowing that he has responsibility for the safety and the security of all that are inside. Your heart is the fountainhead of everything in your life. Spiritual transformation is not just an inward work. It is an inward work that engages and involves the entire man, body, and spirit, and then manifests outwardly in that man's life. In Mark's gospel, we see Jesus teaching this principle. Mark chapter 7, we'll look at verses 14 and 15 first. Then he called the crowd again, and he said to them, Listen to me, everyone, and understand. There's nothing outside of a person that can defile him by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles him. He continues to get in a little bit more in detail in verses 21 through 23. He says, For from within... Out of the human heart come evil ideas, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, evil, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, pride, and folly. All of these evils come from within and defile a person. In Luke's gospel, we see Jesus teaching again this concept of what comes from the inside being what defiles a man. Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45 reads like this. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns. Grapes are not picked from brambles. The good person, out of the good treasury of his heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasury, produces evil. For his mouth speaks from what fills his heart. For years, I've been teaching men that no matter how much effort you place on changing your external world, that effort is wasted if the internal world has been left untouched. Your outside world will always reflect your internal world because, as these passages clearly show, it's what flows out of a man's heart that defiles him and his world outside of him. Fruit is is an outward manifestation of what is deep in the root of the tree. And there is no hiding what the tree is once the fruit has been displayed. Some men look at the fruit of their lives, the broken and suffering marriages devoid of intimacy and respect, 
Children who have been broken and wounded and often display those wounds in ways that hurt themselves or others. A lack of purpose or passion, a life that is drifting with no sense of real direction. A fractured self-identity with no wholeness to speak of. And men often desire to lay that fruit at somebody else's feet. Their parents, teachers, society, the government, anybody but them. Men will spend decades producing bad fruit and letting their wives and children eat from that. And then, when their wives have had their fill, and they start rejecting that tree or even start looking for other trees, most men will go tie a few ribbons on the tree, rake a few leaves away from the base of the tree, and maybe even prune a few unruly limbs from the tree, and then try to convince those who still have the sour taste of that fruit in their mouths, that this tree is now somehow different. I see this so many times, guys. Our families and our friends, those who have that sour taste of the bad fruit still on their lips, will often come back to the neatly trimmed tree in desperate hope of finding new and better fruit. Men that trim and prune themselves almost always become so self-focused that they fail to see just how desperate those who love them are for good fruit and how fearful their loved ones are. That all they will get for returning to the neatly trimmed tree is more bad fruit that just looks like it tastes better. I've watched in sorrow as men have ignored the gospel and then spent tons of time, money, and effort doing some killer tree trimming, and then blowing their lives up when their wives and kids reject all of that effort that has been made because to them, the fruit still seems sour. You can go do a thousand physical challenges. Go be seal fit and not be fit for life because your heart is defiled. It's unruly and drawing its source from a root that cannot produce good fruit. Trim all the limbs you want, brother. Rake away the leaves and tie on some of the prettiest ribbons you've ever seen, but the roots are the same and the fruit will not be changed. If we are to walk in the newness of life, we must first acknowledge that apart from God, who is the only one who can give us new hearts, we do not have the ability to produce fruit that will be good enough. You ever wondered why so many men seem to struggle with that sense of not being good enough? Maybe it's because, apart from the one who created us and outside of a reconciled relationship with him, we aren't. Dallas Willard once said that spiritual reformation in the tradition of Jesus Christ is the process of the transformation of the inmost dimension of the human being, the heart, which is the same as what we'll call the spirit or the will. In a true reformation of a man's heart, his spirit and will are reformed in such a way that its natural expression, the outward deeds or the fruit of that heart, 
accurately reflect the deeds of Christ and are done in the power of Christ. This is a promise that we've had long before Jesus ever got on the scene. In Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27, God promises his people this. I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your body and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. I will take the initiative and you will obey my statutes and carefully observe my regulations. Brother, that initiative was Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So the life that I now live in the body I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Men, we want to build and create lives worth living. And we need a new heart if we're going to do that. The new heart that God promises is the only thing that has the power to transform your world. Because your world will always be a reflection of your heart. In the next few weeks, we'll look at how we can be intentional as men and engage our spirits and our wills with the gospel of Jesus and how just a few simple practices in partnership with the Holy Spirit will transform us and give us the ability to learn Christ right and learn how to walk as sons instead of slaves. The heart, however, may need a little prep work first. And that's where we'll pick up next week. Until then, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God bless, brothers. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experienceremand.com. There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show. Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline, and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.